Welcome to Feminine Hijinks, where we're here to reinvent the other side of Fore with sass, crass, and kicking ass. That's right. I'm Angie Bailey. And I'm Susie Schubert. And we are here to do some ass kicking today. We are um, in our own schlosses. <laughs> we can't, we still can't touch. We can't reach out and touch. And all I want to do is give you a big hug. And hug, hugging the, my laptop is just not the same. <laughs> well, at least you can still flash me your boobs because we, we are looking at each other. She always likes to show me her bra she's wearing. Oh, she's got a sports bra on. I, on the other hand, am swinging low, free and low, <laughs> no bra, which has been most of the days. Some days I put one on just so my body remembers what that feels like, you know. <laughs> Or if it's warmer outside and I want to take a walk in a t-shirt, I just, you know, I don't want to subject everybody to that low-hanging fruit. So I make sure to put some kind of bra on. I was thinking, you know, in this in these trying times when I'm not working, I could always hire my boobs out to do some yard work. You know, they could like rake the leaves really well. I could like, I could like... <laughs> Maybe make some leaf piles or something while people are trying to clean up their yards. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. You can make some extra cash. You should put an ad. Yeah, you should definitely put an ad on, on Facebook Marketplace for that. <laughs> right along next to that guy's ad. Remember that one we laughed about? That really creepy guy. Yes. I think yes. I blocked it out. I can't even remember what it was about now, but it had like that naked lady yeah. on it, and it said something about how. He was like a handyman, remember? <laughs> but I don't even remember what it's about now. That's so funny. Oh my gosh! Well, I, I have to tell you that I I have a really hard time not wearing a bra, and I don't understand how. Okay, so you tell you tell me how you feel about this. I end up feeling like I get so sweaty underneath my boobs. Don't you get sweaty? Oh, totally. But you know, then you just stick your shirt under there. Yeah, I do that. I do that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's it's a love-hate thing for sure, but part of it's laziness and part of it is like, like right now I'm still in my pajamas. I haven't gone anywhere today. I tend to wear a sports bra more than a regular bra. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's yeah. all about comfort. It is. And I just feel, I feel better when the ladies are, you know, are housed in something. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's true. It is a weird feeling. Like, I know there's some people that, that they probably never wear a bra, but they're also probably young people whose boobs don't hang down and make and get sweaty underneath. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the trials and tribulations of <laughs> oh, speaking. being over 40 and having breasts. Breastuses. Restuses. Well, on our agenda today, we're going to be talking about the joys, trials of really letting go of your kids when they leave the house. So it's about parenting newly adult children um, and even older children, really, but our kids are newly adults. And so we know that some of you out there are definitely in the same boat that we are. And all of you have been adult children of some time at some point and um, have dealt with it from the child's point of view. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that today after we talk about our poop. <laughs> our COVID number two. COVID number two, number because two. <laughs> That's Susie's COVID number two. <laughs> and I, I, 
I'm not brave enough to make, have people think that that was actually my own fart. I have this great uh, little fart machine that I'm borrowing from my son. <laughs> so now I can pepper our podcasts <laughs> with great sound effects. So yes. stay tuned. I know you're all really excited about that. We're going to sound like those crazy, wacky morning DJs with all the sound effects. <laughs> the big gong. gong. I can do my liver lip. <laughs> we should make all those things like just little sound effects like in keyboards, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I always thought I'd be a good Foley artist, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to my COVID number two. You know, basically, we we figured this is COVID number two right now because that's kind of what our lives are right now, right? Like we are not, none of us are living normal lives right now. So that's pretty much what we're going to talk about. But I have to say, so I know I've mentioned that my kids are living here now. And, um, you know, it definitely has its tough times when we're all on top of each other. And, you know, we need to kind of figure out how that's all going to work. Uh, my whole family gets together so well. The kids like each other. They're five years apart. So they never went through a time where they fought a lot or anything. Is there a true testament of how inappropriate I am as a mother <laughs> because of the silliness that, <laughs> that happens around here. But I got to tell you, it's been life-saving. Just the other day, we were, it was nighttime and we were sitting out on our porch. We're so excited to finally get out there when we have those warmer mornings and nights. I don't remember, uh, sorry about the dings, folks, now that we're on the computer. <laughs> Even if I turn my messenger off, it still dings. Oh, so that's I okay. Yeah, I think everybody's just kind of making do these days. So we're all sitting on the porch, and I don't know why we started talking about re- relations, like um, uh, cousins and grandpas and whatever grandpas. I say grandpa because all of a sudden I thought of that song, I'm my own grandpa. Yes. Do you remember that song? Yes. I had to look it up. It's by a guy named Ray Stevens. Mm -hmm. It is a total earworm. So if you go out there and listen to it, I'm sorry because. (laughs) Well, do you remember what else he did that we talked about before? On On a pause rewind show, he did the streak. Oh my gosh. I forgot that those were the same guy. Of course he did. That is hilarious. So then I called out to our um, I don't want to say it because then she'll come on our Alexa. Now she's going to come on. And, uh, <laughs> I told her to play that I'm my own grandpa song. And we were laughing so hard, like listening to it. And then <laughs> the conversation then eventually got to singing. I'm my own butthole because, <laughs> Vivian, of course, brings up the fact that that is the first thing to develop. I did not realize that. I guess as when you're a fetus, the first part of you that actually develops is your butthole. Oh, I did not know that. Literally, we are all assholes because that's how we all start. (laughs) So then we're singing, I'm my own butthole. And we're laughing about that. And then Viv said she should get a tattoo that says, um, well, actually, I'm my own grandpa. She thought that would be funny to have that tattooed. And I'm like, well, that could be your tramp stamp, like you're always saying. And <laughs> to which Sullivan was like, actually, it would be a gramp stamp. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> so there you are, folks. There is a window <laughs> into my crazy family <laughs> and the things that 
we talk about during COVID-19. <laughs> I love it. But that. I gotta tell you what, this is a lifeline around here. The fact that we just laugh over weird random things and our minds just go into these crazy places. And once again, I find myself wondering, is anybody else's family as weird as ours? Does anybody else like talk about stuff like this with their kids? <laughs> oh my God, we do. We do. And I, I remember growing up, we always talked about weird shit all the time. Like, but I mean, I, yeah, we definitely do that too. Yeah. If my kids were here, we would be just off the rails, I'm sure. Well, and you get, we noticed that night too, especially we were just like that punch drunk silliness, you know, mm -hmm. like sometimes you just get off on a roll and in our situation right now, I think that you just have to release the tension and the stress and just, so that has been medicine for me, but uh, yeah, so it has been nice to have the kids around and just be completely crazy and, you know, talk about buttholes and being your own grandpa. I love it. <laughs> That song, I've never quite figured it out. Like, I feel like every time I hear it, it hurts my brain. I feel like I need to sit down and write down all the lyrics so I can figure it out. <laughs> I've always been bad at that, like twice removed and all. like, what, huh? That's so interesting. I know. I think the same thing because it really hurts my brain when I start to think about it. Yeah. There's not enough coffee in the world. No. Figure it, that shit out. No, no, no. <sighs> so anyway, Viv, or Viv, I called you Viv. Aww. I called my daughter's name. Number my two. COVID number two is, hold on a second, let me squeeze it out. Ooh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that sounded so wet. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they're all kind of like that on this machine. Okay, hold on a second, I gotta go wipe my butt. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay, I'm back. Um, okay, so my poop is kind of a two-part poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it when that happens. Just when you think you're done, you got to go back and do another one. I know. I <laughs> know. Oh my gosh. Well, there's one thing that I've sort of been dealing with, and that is grief during this isolation, and. I had initially thought, oh gosh, I just feel sort of depressed. Um, but then these articles were going around Facebook talking about how this is real. Like some people are are feeling this real grief over what they had before and the, their schedules and their lives and whatever, and how things are so different now. And I realized that that's what was happening to me. And it's not every day, but you know, there was two days this week where I, I was, I just felt overcome and I was crying and it just felt, you know, I can't see my kids and we don't have much room in this apartment. We can go on our balcony, but that's really it. We can take a walk. And Chris and I get along great and we've had no issues at all between each other, but it's still this grieving process. And then looking for ways to um, create a new normal where things feel like you're having fun and you're, you know, enjoying life, but it's just different. And it also makes me think about like the gratitude, like when we went and sat on the patio the other night, you know, it's not that we take it for granted, but it is like extra special now because it's outside and we don't really get to hang out outside. Right. And so it's, um, there's that. And then we started doing these video watch parties on, uh, last weekend was our first one and we're doing another one Saturday night and they're different themes and it's just on Facebook and people can show up for a little while. They can leave, they can, 
you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's just a place. If, if you like the, the kind of music we're going to play that night, you can pop in and we can watch videos together and comment. And it felt like a party, like everybody was commenting and we were laughing and we were playing DJ and queuing up videos and it was so good. Yeah. And we're calling it the safety dance watch parties because you're be in the safety of your home and dance. That is so great. I love it. So, so yeah, so we're this week, last weekend we did eighties alternative and then this weekend, Saturday, which you'll be hearing this after this has already happened, but, um, it's classic rock. So we're going to be doing some Boston and journey guns and roses and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's what we're going to do. And it's a way that we're feeling like we're socializing in the community. And when we were done, we felt like we had hosted a party. Like it really felt like, cause it's, it's work to keep having to queue up the videos and keep an eye on the time and make sure the next one's ready. And, um, and so afterward we sat down on the sofa and we rewatched everything just so we oh. could like, you know, enjoy it without also being on the, the DJ. So anyway, so we're doing that. And I, and I feel like that that's a, and I was feeling, like I said, depressed this week. And I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this. I, it just feels like too much work. And and then, to, you know, Chris, like he knows when to push me and when to not. And he's like, you know, I think you'll feel better if when. So it's it's a fun project we can work on making the playlist and doing all this other stuff. So, yeah, it's it's a way to keep a little bit sane and also staves off the, the grief a little bit. But it is a real thing, this grief. And so if if any of you are feeling that, then just know it's okay. And it's, it's, it's common right now. I just absolutely love your poop. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, <know. laughs> Thank Here, you for sharing it with us. Have a piece. <laughs> I'll get my wooden spoon. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, yeah, everything agree a hundred percent. Yes. The grief is real. The weird thing is I have not been feeling that much at all. I mean, I definitely miss things. And again, being where we are in our new home, it's really frustrating for me not to be able to get out and do stuff that I want to do here. Um, but I, you know, I've been feeling sad here and there, but not the grief that you have. But I also do think 100% that that is real. And a lot of people are feeling that. And it's I'm glad you share it because then people know that even someone as positive and fun as Angie that can laugh, that's a real thing. It, it happens to everybody, anybody. And sometimes you don't know when it's going to come on. Or I think sometimes you find yourself cranky and you don't even know that you're sad. You don't even know that that's really the reason it's this grieving thing. Um, so that's real. But I also, that whole safety dance thing is such a brilliant idea. In fact, I'm impressed. I'm like, I don't even think I would know how to do that. Like, I don't even think I'd know how to, how to get that all going and <clears throat> curate all those videos and do all that. So what a great thing to plan and look forward to. And like you said, kind of make everyone feel a little normal for a little while. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We've also been trying to get together with people just for little happy hours or just touch bases you know, on Facebook or, and again, that is just so important to keep reading out to people and just to see their faces. Even if you can't all be in the same room, it is very helpful. Do you think, I mean, what I'm finding is I I'm being more social now that it's online. Like I'm seeing more people now, like I have two happy hours tonight, one at five and one <laughs> at seven. 
I know. It's like I don't ever like do two happy hours in, in one night, but you know, one is with my friend that I grew up with in Atlanta, and one is with um, my old editor for Catster and his wife. They live in Oregon and they've never met Chris. And so they're going to, you know, get to meet him and whatever. And so it's, I don't know. I find I'm, I'm reconnecting and connecting with people more now than I did before. I love that. And that's just one of the things that is positive, I feel like, that's coming out of that. And also just mentioning, when you mentioned like getting out on your balcony and just really appreciating that moment, you know, I do think that is the beauty to come out of all this craziness and tragic stuff is that we do appreciate more of the small stuff right now. And we're hopefully you know, human beings are human beings. And when this is all said and done, eventually we'll kind of tend to forget a lot of that. But I hopefully it will have a permanent change in that in a good way, in a lot of those ways. That's what I'm thinking. So maybe we should uh, pick up the agenda. I think we should. I think we should. And But first, I think we should mention that we're still loving the Lumi Ooh, yeah. throughout this, you know, togetherness. We are very together, and uh, and we're not <laughs> stinking. Feeling fresh, so yeah, you guys, um, you should try it. Seriously, you should go to our website, go to the Lumi. If you scroll down, you'll see where you can order Lumi. Cool thing is, is if you buy it through the link on our website, uh, you'll get entered into a drawing for a free Lumi. And I mean, who wouldn't love that? But they have soap. They have obviously the deodorant. And the deodorant, you can get either like actual deodorant or it comes also in tubes. So if you want to use it on your feet or under your boobs yes. <laughs> before I do my yard work, you know, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> Keep <it> fresh. <laughs> and now they have wipes. So I like that too. Like if you need a little quick little refresher, mm -hmm. you could just take that wipe and there you go. There Off you, you go. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And it lasts for three days, 72 hours. Which also is, you know, kind of nice in this when we're home and probably not showering as often as we, mm -hmm. <laughs> when we get up and go to work every day. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So get out there and get y'all some smell good stuff. Yes, get that loomy. Yes. So, but as far as the agenda goes, today we're going to talk about parenting your adult child. So I wrote in my notes uh, about these, the art of letting go, but of course I had to put an F in front of the art, so it was the fart of letting go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a, a complete with sound effect. I'm like a kid with this thing. It's like, when can I hit it again? <laughs> I love that there's different sounds because you know what? No, farts are like snowflakes. Not there's no no two that are alike. <laughs> but I don't think I'd want to catch one on my tongue. Ew, ew, ew. Well, you saw that thing I posted yesterday about the whale farts and how an entire horse can fit inside a whale fart. <laughs> the whale fart bubble. And often with those things, it's like, okay, who came up with that? Like, who thought about it? Did somebody exactly. try that? Did someone try to put a horse inside a whale fart bubble? I know. And, and my mind immediately goes to this image of a horse floating inside this bubble at the bottom of the ocean. Like I said, I think it was hilarious and it terrified me at the same time because I'm so afraid of whales. I know. I know. 
I'd be afraid of that whale fart for sure. Oof, yeah. Anyway, so yes, it is a slippery slope is so, so much of a life stage, like even from the very beginning, like as soon as you give birth to your child, you're letting go because they've been in your body. And then if you nurse for a while and then you stop that, that's one stage of letting go. So it's kind of like, you know, and, and I always feel like it's funny how they start to get really annoying when they're teenager, teenagers. So by the time they move out, you're like, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of funny how that all works. But it is tough. It's a tough thing to, um, you know, just figure out what's the, how much should you be parenting? How much you should you be like sitting back and letting them do what they're going to do? So just, we thought we'd start by just telling you guys our situation. So I've got two kids. One is just turned 24 and she's got her own apartment in town. So she's pretty close. Um, And then I have a son who just turned 19 and just finished his first, or he's finishing his first year of college. He's in in that right now, although of course uh, working from home right now or studying from home for the spring semester. So uh, that's kind of where my kids are at. What about yours, Ange? Well, my daughter is going to turn 24 in a couple of weeks, and she lives a mile from me with her girlfriend, and so she's close by, which makes it even harder now because she's so close, but I can't touch her or be with her or any of that. So that's, yeah, makes me a little bit crazy. But then, um, yeah, so that's her situation. And then my son lives over near you, which is not that far, and he lives with his girlfriend and a roommate. And he is, uh, gosh, he'll be 23 in December. So he's 22 right now. I know. Yeah. I know. So, yeah. So that's my situation. But my daughter did live with us for a little while um, while she was kind of restructuring her life. And so, yeah. And so when we started to talk about some of these things and a little bit about, you know, the challenges and also the the blessings, if you want to call it that, uh, there, I, I definitely have some things to add about that situation. (laughs) Where shall we begin? (laughs) (laughs) My daughter is very, very independent. I, I, I'll back up. I'll start by saying actually that I've been, I know, extremely lucky. Like both of my kids are, you know, pretty well-rounded and I've, I haven't had a lot of cause to go through a lot of stress and anxiety about their well-being. So that's been really nice. And um, my daughter is very independent. Like even throughout the whole college searching process, like she had already done all that stuff without even talking to us. You know, she just figures everything out for herself. She, even when she was in high school, she didn't want me to pay for anything. You know, like it was just so, she always worked right away. Um, been good about saving money and not spending too much, uh, got out and got an apartment right away, and has just been very self-sufficient. So with her, she's really hands-off. Now with my son, he um, he also is very independent in a lot of ways and clever and super, like, he's the one kid in the world that I know. He says he'll never drink. And he'll never try any drugs. And I actually believe him. (laughs) (laughs) So as far as that's concerned, I don't worry about that either. Like a lot of the things we worry about when our kids go off to college, you know, are they going to be safe? Are they going to OD or whatever you worry about with him? No worries at all. But he, 
um, had, was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome when he was in, uh, when he was like six years old, five years old. So again, I, we're really lucky. He is very high functioning. In fact, most people that meet him have no idea that that's even going on, but it comes with its own unique challenges. And especially as he grew up, um, we actually call it a, a superpower right now because he, it also is incredible in a lot of ways. And, you know, I wouldn't change anything about him for the world and neither would he, which is really cool. Um, but with him, I tend to feel more uh, mother bearish, you know, so the challenges with him are he's not a good communicator. So like we'll go days without talking and then we do talk. He's like, yep, nope. You know, like I get no information. It kills me. I want to be a fly on the wall so badly. Like, is he making friends? How's he doing? Like, is he just able to get things done every day that need to get done? You know, because those are the kinds of things that over the years have been a little more challenging for him. So I think for him, letting go is the hardest, more harder than my daughter, because my daughter is much more talkative and lets me in a little more what's going on. So I don't know. I'd say with her, the best part is that we are very close and we're really um, like best friends. But the challenge with her is I want to be in her business all the time because we like the same things and we laugh about the same things. I feel like we're best buddies and like I want to go dancing with her and I want to go do that stuff. And she's really cool about me doing that, but only sometimes. And that's totally normal and that's how it should be. <laughs> that's my challenge with her. So it's very, it's interesting. What about you, Ange? Well, my daughter and I are very close and have always been really close. Um, uh, we call each other our persons, like she's my person and I'm her person and things like that. So that's always been good. Uh, but some of that I found the hard part is it leads to more kind of a codependent behavior sometimes because we're both people pleasers too. And we're both fixers. And so um, and, and we're both like uh, highly sensitive. And so if something is, is not um, going well for one, the other one just wants to fix it all. And, you know, she's the same way with me. Like, that's just, I don't know, we have this, it's almost, it's almost like a psychic connection. It's, you know, it's just, it's, it's very connected. And so for me, it's hard to watch her and I used to say make mistakes, but not really. I mean, when I was that age, I did what I wanted to do and you know my mom didn't really intervene or anything but like oh I may see them do something and I'm like oh my god they should be saving that money and I like want to intervene and say something but then I stop and say you know and we actually had a thing where later I went back and apologized to her and said I'm sorry I brought that up I totally trust you to spend your money how and and she's like, well, thanks. I'm not a little kid anymore, mom. And thanks for saying that. And so, and if she falls and she just falls and then we're there to help her pick up the pieces. But I think having gone through some of these things, uh, you just, sometimes you have to go through hard things, you know, to get to the other side and, and have learned that lesson. And you can't do it if someone's constantly over mothering you. And uh, I think for her, that's, that's my challenge. And with my son, I mean, he's kind of like Sullivan and he, I'll text him and he won't get back to me for like three days. And I, it's all these, yes, no, that's great. Um, and so I feel like I'm constantly digging for information about his life. And so that's, that's my challenge with him. And 
otherwise he just, he does his own thing. He's super independent. I mean, my daughter will text me multiple times a day and I know she'll say, Oh, I'm at cub right now. And the, um, the, uh, the cashier just told me how much she likes the masks that you made for us. I just want to let you know. I mean, just like the little things like that. And with Ben, it's like, Oh, so, you know, did you, do you guys have masks and gloves? You know, I still haven't heard from him. This was like last week. And so I, I don't know, but when I get together with him, it's great. It's just that they're different personalities. And so for him, the challenge is me just letting go and knowing that that's just who he is and not take it personally and not get passive aggressive about it or anything. And I mean, I know he loves me. He's just a different kind of kid. Oh my God. It, it's funny. Cause you don't want to put like boy and girl things on stuff, but that is funny. Like when that both of our boys are the ones that just aren't as, you know, talkative. And so I it's, and I'm sure it's obviously more of a personality thing than it is boy girl, but it, that is kind of funny that the girls tend to be the ones reaching out more and and chatting, you know, more chatty. Yes. But yeah, it's like when you don't get a lot of information, it just makes you want more. You're like, well, what's going on? Why, why are you not telling me things? But yes, I think staying out of their business is one of the hardest things as, an, a, you know, having an adult child. Because like you said, when you see them spending money on things that you're like, really, should you be spending money on that? You know, again, like you're, you're right. You have to just let them figure it out and you have to let them fall. It's the same thing as when they were little, you know, that doesn't change. You have to let them make those mistakes on their own. And, uh, you know, it's just obviously when they're little, you're there literally to pick them up. But when they're on their own, you have to do it from afar and just hope that they're going to figure it out and that you gave them enough, you know, to go on that they'll figure it out. Right. And I know um, Chris, he says all the time, he'll be like, you know what, we just have to let them do what they're going to do and just be there for them to help them get the pieces if something goes. And I'm like, I know, but I could, what if I could help prevent it from happening in the first place? You know, it's just, (laughs) but he's right. I know. And that is a great, uh, I think the key to all of this is that, you know, we are, we are there for them. They know we are there for them to pick them up when they do fall, because they will, you know, it's just like we did. And you just understanding and remembering that they've got to go through, that's part of what makes them who they are. It's like when, you know, when I was coaching people and everything, it's like, you have to look at the hard things as lessons and as opportunities. You know, again, I've always said, I don't believe that phrase that things happen for a reason, because there are not reasons for some awful things that happen to people. There's no reason for that, but it can always be an opportunity. It can always be an opportunity to look into something. Okay. What can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And so if we give them the tools, you know, to learn and know that they know that we're here, for them, that's all we can do. Mm-hmm, right. And it's so hard. It's so hard to let go. Isn't it? Oh my God. And how about like just being a child yourself? Like when I think about like when I moved out, um, my mom was like pretty much hands off. Like it was, you know, I just said, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. And she's like, okay. And Really, I mean, the biggest thing with my mom even now is that she likes to give me her opinions about things and um, about, you know, my hair or, you know, the way that 
I dress sometimes or whatever. And, uh, and so, and she's like, in her mind, she's thinking, I'm just telling you this to help you. So, so that you don't like embarrass yourself or whatever. And to me, it's like, you're in my business and I'm, you know, 50 years old. So bye-bye. <laughs> God, that's so funny. I know. I know. What about your mom? Oh, my mom could care less about stuff like that. In fact, my mom, you know, it's kind of sad in a way. Like, I well, hearing you say that, I do kind of like we talked before, our parents were a different generation. And so I think it was actually much more common for them to just be like, bye, because mm-hmm. um, they weren't involved in our lives a lot when we were living at home. You know, it's like we had separate lives. So when I left, I rarely heard from my mom. Um, the only, it's funny that when I was like on my own and like when I lived in Hollywood and stuff, I don't ever remember if she called me. I would call her once in a while. And I just remember her like getting on me about weird things like, oh, you know, so-and-so lives near you. You should reach out to her. She loved you so much when you were a baby. It's like, (laughs) really? (laughs) Like, I don't know if you had people in your life, like you would call aunt or uncle, even though they weren't related. Mm -hmm, Or Aunt Jolene or whatever. She loves you so much. It's like, how could she love me? She doesn't even know me. And so my mom would try to make me feel guilty that I wouldn't reach out to them and want to go have dinner with them or something. You know, here I am in my like purple hair and all this stuff. Like I'm going to reach out to some stranger and be like, hi, I, I want to come over to your house. And I, that's just not my personality. And, and, and so what's, what's wrong with Jolene's finger that she can't pick up the phone and dial a number? Well, that is a thing, isn't it? Like <laughs> that's kind of, you know, like right now, my mom and I email each other, but she just doesn't really call. She's not someone that calls. She wants me to call her. So, um, you know, my, and I say my mom, my dad passed away quite a few years ago, and we had sort of not a real close relationship anyway, so that never really happened. But um, I really don't have to worry about my mom overmothering me. And as much as it's, that could be really annoying. Sometimes it makes me sad that I don't have any of that, you know? So it's kind of like, where's that happy medium? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's back to that whole, you know, everybody's the way they are for reasons, you know, past experiences or, or whatever. And you just have to accept them as they are and then decide if you want them in your life or not. Exactly. You know, it's just the way it is. And, And it is true that other people's business, you have to remember, is their business. So if they're not acting the way that you wish they would act, you make the decision, either I talk to them about it and tell them what I want, because not everybody can read your mind, Mm -hmm. or you're just like, I just, you know, I can't take it personally because this isn't about me. It's about them and their past experiences Mm -hmm. and what they've been through, you know, is the way that they're going to then act themselves. Exactly. And I think about that too, when parenting my adult children, like I just assume that they're going to do the same things that I did when I was their age, you know, or I worry about it. And, and they're not, I can't assume that they're different people than I was. And, but I'm looking at it through my own filter of what I was like growing up and just, you know, assuming that, oh, this is, you know, what's going to happen. But it's, it has turned out not to be that way. 
surprisingly. Well, the funny thing is, is I know you listeners will not believe it, but I was such a goody goody <laughs> growing up <laughs> that it was like, I, that was my expectation that my kids would be angels and they wouldn't do anything that I did. And, you know, that is not the case, you know, and so that was more of a surprise for me that my kids would do things yeah. that I never did. You know, but then I had to remind myself that actually it's more normal that kids do push the boundaries and try things they shouldn't necessarily try or you don't want them to try. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, the whole thing is just sort of a tangled web that we're all kind of working through. And I mean, ultimately, it it's good that we're even talking about it because that means that we're aware and that we, you know, want to be good parents of adult children. Right. And like we've talked about before, as Gen Xers, growing up with the Brady Bunch and things like that, you tend to feel like you failed if you're not figuring everything out in a perfect way by the end of the hour, you know, or half hour. Um, There's those expectations of, well, I'm not a good parent because I'm not sitting down every day with a family meeting with my children and, you know, everything gets resolved like great Brady or, or, Mike Brady does or you know what I mean yeah so it's just like we talked about that before like the great things about shows like that and then also the things that made it tough for us you can't live up to that you know I can't no so I think we're doing a pretty good job don't you I do I do I feel like if your kids want to be around you once in a while then you're doing something right that's right that's right well what do we have next week my friend Next week, we're going to take a ride down memory lane, talking about kids. We're going to talk about our own childhoods and sort of like, you know, obviously we talk about being Gen Xers, sort of like the Gen Xisms that we did as kids. Because we kind of talked about this last episode. We were laughing about like the milk, milk, lemonade and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it started sent me down this spiral of thinking of all those like the different things that we called things or said, like the crazy vernacular or the different like silly games and and songs we did and all of that stuff. So I think it'll be really fun to talk about. I do too. And then I'll have to do the circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you've got your cootie shot. <gasps> I don't even remember that one. Oh, you did on I your hand. We, we need a cootie shot right now. I know. <laughs> Cooties. That's another thing too. Do kids even talk about cooties anymore? I don't know. There's a different name for them overseas. Yeah. A cootie cootie catcher. Better than a coochie catcher. Is it though? Is it better? Well, anyway, so there we go. It's been a pleasure. As always, we hope that you're staying safe and that all your uh, number twos are coming out okay. Yes, definitely. So we will be back at you next Monday. That's right. And you can find us every Monday on femininehijinkspodcast.com. And you can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, and Pandora. Would you believe we didn't realize we were on Pandora? That is amazing. I love that. I opened up Pandora's box and there we were. <laughs> if you want to ever come to any of my watch parties, go to Safety Dance Watch Party on Facebook and you'll find us there.
I love that. I love that. All right, everybody. Everybody stay safe and well. Love another indoor sports. XOXO. Bye.